This is the Tribune Audio Network. This episode of Eat It Virginia is brought to you by your locally owned and operated McDonald's restaurants. The McRib is back October 14th. Oh my God, there's not a chance because I don't like any of them. Oh! Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. On this episode, we're talking to Samantha Knight of the Richmond Experience. We also discuss the new food hall of sorts in the South Side that includes the Vale. And we learn, we learn what Tempe is. It's Eat It Virginia. Hello and welcome to Eat It Virginia. I'm Scott Wise along with my good friend Roby Martin. Roby, we have some business to take care of today. We do. We do. We have multiple social media channels that ye listeners need to sign up for. Oh, this is where we beg. We're not begging. We oh, we're are, begging. Well, okay. I'm, so I'm we're at, look at me. I'm on my knees. At Eat It Virginia. <laughs> begging. At Eat It Virginia on Twitter. Okay, spell them all out for me, like right now. Give it all to me. T-W-I-T-T-E. Yes. Okay, we are on Facebook at Eat It. It's very easy. Some podcasts have multiple names in different places, and it gets a little confusing. We are not that podcast. So Twitter, Eat It Virginia. Instagram, Eat It Virginia. Facebook, Eat It Virginia. We also have an email address that people can email us. Questions, comments, concerns. Constructive criticism. Guess what that email address is eat it Virginia at gmail.com. Dude, I win the cookie today. So, guys, let's really talk about this. I mean, really, Scott, I am begging you to sign up and review us. I want to know what you want to hear. Scott does too. He just is not as vocal. We also need you to subscribe to the podcast. So, you're saying they could subscribe at like, like anywhere they listen to podcasts? Pretty much anywhere. Perfect. Also at eatitvirginia.com if they just want to stream the podcast. Oh, nice. They can review us there? No. Look, I have a buddy named Suzanne that says that we should beg for reviews. So are you begging? Now I am. Begging. Please, please, please. Let us know what you think. Otherwise, we're just talking into microphones. That's exactly what we're doing right now. So, hey, Scott, I want to talk about this new veil thing. Let's talk about it. Do you like the veil? Uh, I like the veil a lot. Uh, I Obviously, it's very close to Channel 6, and I see folks lined up around the corner every week for, Tuesdays. Their, for new releases. Sure. It's like, a, it's like a concert out there. People are lined up to get tickets and said, but not tickets, it's beer. Sure. The brewer there is Matt Tarpey. He, came, he has like history at Canyon, which is like one of the best lambic breweries in the world. And so we've known for a few months now, I think, that they are planning to move, well, not move, but open another location south of the river on Forest Hill Avenue. And in Norfolk. And in Norfolk. That's, that's true. In Norfolk. Just not in Richmond. But this week, they released their photos of what the Forest Hill Avenue property is going to look like, and it looks pretty beautiful. I think it's a beaut. What else is going on down there? I'm I believe you're going to have some ice cream. Yeah. I like beer and ice cream. Who doesn't? I wonder if you can make one of those crucial, crucial taunt, taunts with vegan ice cream. That doesn't sound quite beer floats doesn't sound good to you? Not to me. I, I, root beer, cream soda. Uh, mm. So it's going to be... Charm School. Yep. It's going to be the Vale. Yep. And do I hear that Blanchard? Blanchard's is going to be there too. So, there? so it, I guess Blanchard's and Charm School are in one building, and the Vale has a completely separate building where Pepe's is going to be doing their food, which is a pretty good Mexican restaurant that hmm. tends to collab with them on occasion. Is there going to be any reason to leave this block? I mean, it no, like no, no. I actually think that you should move there now. Right there, mm-hmm. yeah. 
South Side is uh, getting some of the stuff that it needs out there. It's like Scott's Edition South? I, sure, sure. It's hip, upcoming. Speaking of hip and upcoming, did you hear that Fine Creek Brewing in Powhatan has hired the Full Steam Brewer? Tell me about it. So Full Steam's out of North Carolina. Um, that brewer, that's a James Beard award-winning brewery, delicious beer. Um, Sean, if you're listening, I love you. That's the owner. He's the greatest. I am because he's adorable. Well, their brewer has, I I don't know, maybe he's trailing a spouse. I'm not really sure why he's in Richmond, but he has come to be the brewery at at Fine Creek. You just threw that out there? He's trailing a spouse? I don't don't know. Maybe he's not. Maybe he just loves Richmond, which also can happen. We know that Richmond's good. We're going to learn more about how great Richmond is with Samantha from the Richmond Experience. Um, Have you been to Fine Creek? I have not. It's in Palatine, you said? It is. What's it like out there? Not Palatine, but the actual brewery. Let me tell you about Palatine. The seat's one of my favorite places. (laughs) Is it? To have breakfast on Sunday mornings. Hmm. It's on other podcast. That is a a totally different podcast. Breakfast on Sunday morning. Um, CBS Sunday mornings podcast for breakfast. Look it. at this. We could we could talk like we're on NPR. We could. It, it would get. It gets very serious. Tell me about Fine Creek. So Fine Creek is a series of houses where you can stay, wow. and a brewery, and like a little store, a mercantile. Um, the beer is delightful. And you were telling me they have a, a big event coming up. So I'm not really certain to exactly what the event is, but I think it has wild in the name and funky. April 13th, the Wild and Weird Spring, second year anniversary festival. Wild and Weird Spring? That's what it says. It just is spring, not spring to, fest, just spring. One to five. Well, it's the second year anniversary festival. Wild, Weird Spring, dash, second year anniversary festival. Wild, Weird Spring. So wonder what that means. Well, Wild and Weird Beard. And find out. I think you should. April 13th, one to five. Any other events happening uh, this April that we should know about? How about the Elbies? Ooh, yes, the Elbies. Yes, and we're I think Scott we're going to be there. Richmond Magazine's big award. It is. Yes, Oscars 16 awards, awards this year. Mhm. We should Wait, we sh- what you said we're going to be there? We are going to be there. I don't cook. Yeah, you're you're not cooking. I, I barely Let me tell you what we're not going to be go doing. We're not going to eat at restaurants. What are you talking about? We're not going to be cooking at the Elbies. What are we going to be doing? Uh, we're going to be behind the scenes. That's where I belong. <laughs> way, way behind the scenes. So I think we're going to put, well, I don't want to give away any details, but that's April the 28th, and so those tickets are already on sale. Let me make sure my calendar is clear. You're, you you're talk it's to clear. I, I talked to you. Do you have people? Really. Well, now your calendar is clear. <laughs> All right, great. Also, another thing, uh, restaurant week. There are several new ones this year. So I kind of am curious as to how you get on that list. Like, why can't all restaurants be part of Restaurant Week what if they want exactly? to? Just, yeah, there's a special price fix menu for There is. It's $29 and some cents. Right. And some of that goes to the – Sure. Right. Um, goes to Feedmore. Mm-hmm. What have your West restaurant week experiences been like in the past? Is it generally a positive experience? Are the restaurants too crowded to really have a good time? Is it a good representation of the restaurant you're going to? Like, If no one has done this event before, I'm assuming you've done it more than once. I do not do it. Oh, all right. This is, it, this is very sad. Hold on. Oh, okay. so let me tell you why. So I, a long time ago, wrote, a, uh, wrote for a food blog called Wine Me, Dine Me. Okay. And we wrote, me and the previous critic for the Richmond Times Dispatch were co-writers Dana Craig at this blog and we wrote a blog about how restaurant meat makes us sad makes you sad yes now it doesn't anymore it did then because it then used to be that you didn't get you didn't get a feel for the restaurant I feel like that they were hurried there were a lot of people and um it wasn't 
it wasn't a good representation. That was based on experience? Or it was based on had? multiple experiences. Okay. However, not anymore. I think that you get a great feel. What has changed, do you think? I think that they're just more serious about restaurant week. I mean, obviously, I've not talked to all restaurants, but in the past, looking at the menus, I don't do restaurant week because I think it gives a chance to, for people who don't come out to do restaurant week. I go out. It's so charitable. You're giving up your seat at a nice restaurant for someone who, perhaps less fortunate than you. It's not less fortunate. Just <laughs> maybe doesn't get out as much to go to these restaurants, and I think this is a great opportunity for someone to do that. We'll Three courses, $29. We'll share that restaurant list on our social media channels, which by now, good friends, you've already signed up for. Everybody signed up for everything Eat It Virginia, ago. so you can see the restaurant list, and um, we, oh, that was a hiccup. Sorry, Scott. Um, we will get some menus together. I know, hiccuping left and right. Um, have you been out to any new restaurants or had any fun experiences the last couple of days since I last saw you? Dude, I had some money pizza. Tell me about it. It's from Zorch. It's oh, a, that's the food truck. It is. They it, were at Ardent recently. Is they were, they were at Ardent recently, and I think it was pretty tasty. You should go. All right. It's very thin crust. It's very New York style. Um, very, very thin crust. Okay. And, you, and my pro tip for you is call ahead. Just get a whole pie. Call the truck ahead? Call the truck ahead. They put a number they, on their social media, that? and they let you, you – you can skip the line with whole pie. That is one thing about food trucks. Sometimes it can take a little Dude, while to get, get your it, food. Work in the system. Just call ahead. All right. Can you text ahead or do you have to call? You know what? I don't know if you can text, but Zorch, if you're listening, we'd like to know if you can text your – wow, Zorch, I'm going to kill you here because if you can text, I feel like that's what, all that's going to happen. Well, there was one, <laughs> there was one wait. we hadn't gotten to yet. Oh. Which is big for your people. My people? Easter. <laughs> okay, Scott's Jewish, guys. It's out in the air now. My people, yes, Easter. It's coming up. And Booth, can you take this now? We'd like some Easter wines. There's only one wine that I can really strongly recommend for Easter, and we have it here today. The plot thickens. Go. Rosé. Oh, just across the board. Yeah, because we oh, might be sold out of this one by Easter. <laughs> across the board, it's just rosé, guys. Okay, we're all going home. What yeah, makes what done. makes rosé an Easter wine? It's pink, I guess. Okay, I don't know. It's like flowers are blooming, the sun's coming out, the air's warming up, the bees are buzzing, the birds are smiling. Sure. And yeah, you're creating a pretty picture of this rosé. I yeah. really got to tell you. So tell me what this rosé is. Okay, so this is a rosé from France, uh, from the area called the Loire Valley. Um, and my favorite place for roses. Uh, me too. And uh, more specifically from a village called Chinon. Uh, and they specialize in a Cabernet Franc. And in terms of the whites, they specialize in Chenin Blanc. Uh, but we're, we're drinking a uh, Cabernet Franc rosé today um, that I love uh, from Fab... Oh, man. You, get, you got it. I like it. Fabrice the rosé has Gagné. got you going. I'm drunk. Morning. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, yeah, Fabrice Gagné Chinon Rosé. It's a mouthful, but it's delicious. And, and wh- what do you look for in a rosé in general? Um, French. <laughs> there's great rosé. Well, we always talk about Virginia wine, so there's actually a lot of good Virginia wine that's uh, coming out um, that is rosé. So, And Cabernet Franc-based. But, I mean, in terms of, like, body... Viscosity, anything like that? Is there anything that you look at? I look for acidity mostly. Um, I look for fruitiness, but not sweet flavors uh, generally. And um, yeah, I don't know. That's it. There's a whole range of different styles from really light rose to even heavier 
almost full-bodied rosé. So. so for the people that are listening, I'd like you to do this for me, even though probably you're going to give me a face. Can we talk about the difference between white Zinfandel and rosé and how they are so not the same? Sure, yeah. Um, white Zinfandel, uh, yeah, it's, it's more, I guess it's more of like a blush wine. That's kind of what they call it. And it, it's generally pretty sweet. Um, it's not good, but... It's a good <laughs> it's a good way for people to get into wine. So everybody heard that, right? White Zinfandel <laughs> is not good. That's my tasting note. <laughs> I uh, love it. Is that a controversial take, or is that pretty much accepted in the wine world? You know, if we're talking to anybody who drinks wine regularly, I think they pretty much know that it's not good. It's not good. Are it's we in agreement? It's cruddy. It's totally cruddy. Yeah. Uh, but I, it gets people into wine, though, so that, that's White that's Zinfandel a good thing. is a gateway? Exactly. No way. Yeah, so like... Behringer White Zinfandel, I think, was the first wine. How is it that you know this? Yeah. it was, I don't know, the first wine I ever had. It's the first See? time. You don't forget your first time. <laughs> yeah. See, there I, you, you go. I would like to forget my first White Zinfandel. I just want to go on record. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> All right, back to what we have here. Yeah, give me some of this rosé now yeah. that we've talked about right, so White Zinfandel. Yeah, so... This is dry, okay? So so this is like the first question everybody asks when they come in asking for rosé. I want a dry rosé. They say, I, I, is this wine, is this rosé sweet? And I say, no, we don't really carry a lot of sweet rosés. Um, the new thing for winemakers is to make these dry styles of rosé because they're just fun and easy and delicious and not crushable. really... They're crushable. Crushable, chuggable, yeah, whatever you want to... Can you chug you that bottle? Sell. I want to see it. Yeah, let's... Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Keep <laughs> talking. <laughs> wait for the video podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, uh, I don't know. Tell me what you think. I, I think this stuff's delicious. I think delicious. it's bright. I think it's great. It's pretty, pretty nice. So, this is a good thing that will go with Easter. I think so, yeah. You're having, uh, like, fresh flavors. Vacations, that type of stuff. Yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you want to be outside. You want to be with your family. A day in the park. You don't want to, like, think too hard about Chocolate what you're bunnies. Yeah, I guess. No, probably not. not Maybe white Zinfandel would be better with that. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch, man. Well, I'll tell you who else it'll go with is Samantha from the Richmond Experience, and we have her coming up next on Eat It, Virginia. So, Roby. Yes, Scott. It's not, it's, not <laughs> it's not polite to talk about ages, but we're going to talk about ages right now. Okay. The country is celebrating a very important birthday. It's the 40th anniversary of the first Happy Meal. Do you remember your first time well, it, I eating feel, a Happy Meal? I gotta say this. The Happy Meal is as old as I am. Aww. I know. You both age so gracefully. Oh, that's so good. The chicken nuggets still do look good, don't they? Always. So tell us what uh, McDonald's is doing to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the Happy Meal. The same thing I got when I turned 40. A surprise party. They're Ooh. doing a surprise Happy Meal. So what does that entail? Any t- uh, toys. What kind of toys? Surprise. All right. They're toys from the last 40 years. Ooh, do you remember what the toys were when we were kids? I don't know, but I'm crossing my fingers for a Muppet baby. Was, it, was there an E.T. toy or a Star Wars? That's what I liked when I was a E.T. Kid. phone home toy? That's the one. Oh, Star Wars. Who do you like? In Star Wars? Yes. Han Solo. Duh. Why are you even asking that question? So you want a Han Solo toy? Absolutely. So you know when you can get one? Tell me. If if that's the surprise, and I'm not going to spoil the surprise, on November the 7th is when they're going to start the 40th anniversary with all of the surprise toys from the last 40 years. Hey there. How are you? Hi, I'm doing so good. How are you? I am good. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. And so for people that don't know who you are, I know who you are. We've been, I don't know, 
not friends, but we know who each other are probably for about the last year or so. Oh, yeah. I think that we kind of go to the same events. Maybe I see you doing this Richmond experience thing, which is very (laughs) cool. So let's talk about that and like how you got here. So I always say start when you were four. Start when I was four. Okay. Well, I grew up in New Jersey, and I went to Rutgers. I graduated from Rutgers University up in New Jersey, and it's an expensive place to live, and I didn't know what I was doing with my life, so I was like, get me out of here. I made a move to Richmond, Virginia. I had a friend that was living here. And Did you follow a dude or a girl? I followed a dude originally, which ah. was such a dumb idea. You know how that like goes. I to- yeah. I totally <laughs> know how that goes. But you know what? Everybody sometimes gets into that space. Yeah, no worries. That's and a theme uh, so far on this podcast. I feel following like... Following us... Yeah, yeah Crystal, right? Yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. how... I mean, you know, things pull you in different directions, but I think everything happens for a reason. So um, I got here... I ended up staying because I really liked it. I moved into a Scott's Edition apartment before it was like cool at all. My parents were like, so why are you living here? Okay. And I was like, I don't know, but I feel like it's going to be coming, great. I swear. Yeah, something <laughs> awesome is going to happen. I feel it. Um, and I stayed. I really liked it. I thought there was a lot of cool things that were going on in Richmond um, and kept exploring. And I had come from like a small beach town. And so being here in a, in a what I considered big city was really exciting. So what did you do? Like you got here, got a job, had a job before you came because the Richmond experience, which you do, is not your full-time job. That's right. I uh, came here without a job, got a job um, in real estate, and I really enjoyed it a lot. I still work there now um, with a local real estate and construction company. Um, But after I moved to Scott's Edition and that development really started, I feel like kind of almost propelled the Richmond experience to come about because there was so much happening in the city that it was super inspiring. So did you just sit down and say to yourself, "Mm, I could probably... I don't know, be on Instagram and talk about what we're doing. Like, how does that thought form in your head? Oh, my gosh. So it actually started what because... What does your now husband think of that? I mean, let's take that further because, yeah. you know, Instagram husbands and all that craziness. That's a real thing. Mm-hmm. That is. Yeah. He's a, he's a solid champ on it, I swear. Um, yeah. One day in December, I was sitting down and I was scrolling through Instagram and I have student loans. Had. Let me let me clarify. Had student loans. And I was like, man, I really need a side hustle or something that can, like, get me out of student loan debt. Um, and I was like, babe, did you know that you can get paid to post on Instagram? And he's like, no way. And I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm, like, finding all of these pages. So initially, it started as, like, maybe we can start an Instagram that could be cool. But what happened within, I mean, two weeks or less even, like even a couple of days when we came up with the Richmond Experience concept, we're like, screw the money. This is so cool, and we're having such a fun time doing it. The Teapot Bridge had just opened, so like our very first post was like, let's go down to the Teapot Bridge and post Could you a picture. be any more Richmond? <laughs> I mean, let's go down. I mean, like the Teapot Bridge is like quintessential Richmond yes, right now. Yes, That's so baller. Yeah, and that, and that was it. I mean, that's literally how it was born. Um, we immediately fell in love with it. We had so much fun. We started meeting all these different people. And, like, I think we knew Richmond prior to starting the Richmond Experience, but I think we, ha- like, entered this whole other realm of, like, food and social news and, like, really getting into the nitty-gritty of, like, what we, m- what makes Richmond cool. Um, and so that's how it happened. It just it completely snowballed out of a random idea on a December when it was freezing cold. 
I think we need a random idea which can pay. I mean, I don't have any student loans now, but we can pay <laughs> off our student loans, Scott. I, I want to preface doing one right now. Ruby. This is the random idea. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Let me go ahead and say it does not pay like any bills. We should be recording, <laughs> but on we the still have a lot of fun. <laughs> what is going on? I don't even. I don't, so let's go down. So now we have twenty five thousand. Yeah. Followers on the old Insta, I believe. Oh right? my gosh, so much fun! It keeps us busy. So crazy. That's crazy. Where are most of your when you look at your analytics, which sure. I'm guessing as having that many followers, you probably do. Yeah. Um, when you look at, and by the way, guys, it's at the Richmond Experience, so everybody can follow her on Instagram who's listening. Probably should say that. Um, when you look at your analytics, where do you find that most of your people are following you from? Like Mechanicsville, or are they like dead center Richmond? Richmond proper, for sure. I mean, wow. like 80% is really Richmond proper. Um, I think our second biggest is actually Midlothian and then West End. So nice. Very, yeah. very cool. And what do you do to engage your followers? So we are obviously Eat at Virginia, so I yeah. like snacks. So pretty yeah. much whenever <laughs> you put snacks up, I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. But, like, is food a big portion of it for you? I would say that there's a lot going on in Richmond, but p- probably 50% of our content is food-related. And then you have the other 50%, which is, like, a mishmash of events and just general cool things. I mean, we've talked about everything from podcasts to local salts that we were just talking about this morning. Hummingbird Garden, shout out. Also food, but yes. Also food, I guess, um, technically. Can we talk yeah, but about the porcini salt? Amazing. I haven't, I, 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 I sampled it, but I, I need to get it, like, oh, in my dude, house. Can I tell you? So, so, by the way, Hummingbird Gardens is a salt company local yeah. here to Richmond, and it, she makes all these incredible... I'm not going to call them flavored salts because they're more like herbed salts. Right, right. I currently have the garlic chive opening right next to my stove. What do you use it on? Everything. Wow. Like eggs. I feel like eggs is the biggest one that I always throw them on. So good. And to be noted, she is an egg eater because you are also a vegetarian, which we're going to get to in a second. I am. I'm pescatarian, my husband and I. Yep. Which is the coolest thing. And we talked about... Dietary restrictions with Christelle, and I think that it's neat because she does open a world for me from a vegetarian, vegan standpoint. Because I just will shove anything in my <laughs> <laughs> so that's how Anyway, Hummingbird Gardens, we'll get you some. Her name is Amanda. Amanda, mm-hmm. okay, you just said that. she just had a cute little baby. Of course, yeah, making salt and having babies. Yeah, that's a life. Yeah, for sure. So twenty-five thousand followers, most in Richmond. What was your biggest food post? I got to know. Oh, my gosh. That's such a good question. Our biggest food post. Uh, anytime a new restaurant is opening, people go bananas. I mean, and, and I and I don't blame them either. I mean, it's exciting, right? Like, we want to support growth. We want to support people that are opening small businesses in Richmond. We want to um, experience new things. So we love it. I mean, we love going and checking out new restaurants. We love when people get excited about it and they tell their friends about it and they want to meet there. Um, so yeah, I think anytime that there's something new that's opening, people are really engaged, but I think the OGs also get tons of engagement. I mean, we posted about Edo's squid one time and it was just like, you know, everybody loves it. They, they we like love to, be to eat. Packed in next to each other like sardines, chowing yeah. on solid garlic. Yeah, I do too. It's delish. What do you got, Scott? I can see your face. Yeah, well, you, uh, you mentioned that you uh, were sitting in your in your house on, on December when this idea kind of sparked in your brain. But did you, are you following a blueprint through someone else? Did you have inspiration from other Instagram folks? Like, who is your guru when it comes to stuff like this? That's a good question. So originally, when when we started, uh, you know. Shout out to moms, like stay-at-home moms, because they are the, like, 
they know they have Instagram and like engagement on lock. I mean, these ladies like are have kids on their hips and they're posting cool stuff on social media. So I think originally um, they were some of the people that were inspiring me. They really were product promoting and, and baby promoting and, and um, you know, really inspiring us to look at different options when it comes to Instagram. But then I think after that, and we when we kind of really realized that we were going to start the Richmond experience, we were like, well, is there any other cities that are doing this? Like, certainly we can't be the first people with this idea to, you know, kind of have a social media page that's dedicated to a city. So we started looking at other cities. We looked at Portland. We looked at Boston. Um, Portland has the Austinot. Boston has the Boston calendar. Uh, Ra- Raleigh. Durham has best of the bowl. Um, so some of these pages we started looking at to see what are they doing and, and, you know, what are they offering to their followers and how are they engaging and connecting? And we got some really cool ideas. I mean, uh, it's been really inspiring to see other cities do this. And we've come across some cities where we can't find anything. So we're like, hmm, maybe we need a Seattle experience or something. I don't know. You know, maybe, who knows? Um, but yeah, I think I think there's a lot of cool people doing really cool things out there, and I think social media is so powerful, and that's one of the, the cool things about it is that you can connect with anyone across the country. You know, one, of the, th- yeah, well, sorry. one of the things that uh, is h- kind of getting a bad rap recently is this whole social media influencer idea with the, f- the fire Festival, things like that. Um, did you watch that documentary, The Fire? Yeah. Did, I mean, who didn't watch that documentary? I, I don't know. I, I, it, I, as someone who like does, as you do too, that type yeah. of event, did it just make you sweaty? Like I could barely get through it because all I could think to myself is, you don't see the sinking? The Titanic is going to hit the rock. It's hitting the rock and yeah. nobody saw it. Well, you know what? I think every... Well, <laughs> it's not a rock. What it's iceberg. It's the iceberg. iceberg. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Everybody <laughs> saw rock. it. I think that's what I think. I think that's like every every single person saw it except for the founder. What was his name? Help me out here. The Billy McFarlane. Is I, that his name? Every Is he single related person. To Seth I don't he know. Looks a lot like he him. really kind of does. Yeah. Everyone saw this ship sinking except for Billy McFarlane. I mean, he just was like a total, I don't know, crazy sociopath. I, I have no idea. He just was. You know, he went to high school in New Jersey. Nutty. I'm not surprised. You know, we, we got some wild ones over there. That back to old New Jersey yeah. over here. We're bring it back down to Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Come on. Um, what, are the, what are the downsides of, of being a social media influencer that, that you've kind of experienced? It's so weird because I feel like like we don't refer to ourselves as social media influencers, so it's like it's hard for me. I, I almost come from you know our mindset is like, well, you know we're we're Instagram page first and a business second, and then maybe influencers third. That's just how I think of it. I think and maybe that word incorrect. is going the way I don't know. of foodie. Like it's that's starting saying, to get yeah. like a weird yeah well, yeah. Because of this Do you think it's because things. of not we're not going back there. We're staying right. in Richmond. Stay, stay here. But not hit, no more rocks. Lots of rocks well, I think it's more so for us. I, like I don't want to influence anyone, and I think we we don't really give our opinion very much on our page. Like we more so just want to be a source. So like, hey, there's a new restaurant opening. I'm not going to tell you what I think about it. That's not for me to say. I'm not an influencer in that way. Like I'm not going to say it's a great restaurant or it's a bad restaurant. It a new restaurant's opening. You go and experience it and check it out and. Feel free to DM us and let you know what we think. So I don't know. Do I don't. I don't really feel that like type of opinion. 
via direct message. I get so much. Do you See, get I, a bunch? You get way more than I do. And I think probably because we don't really solicit it that much. I think what we get more of, and it's because we've been so transparent, I've been so transparent about being a transplant in Richmond. I get more of, hey, I just moved here. I, I need a hair salon to go to. Can you recommend some places? Hey, I just moved here, or I've lived here for a while, but I feel like I need to change up my like workout. Where do you like to go? And I'm like, hey, I've been to these 20 places. Here's like five that I really like. You know, so I think I feel like at the end of the day, my goal is to be able to be that resource for, like, I don't know anybody in the city, and I need a recommendation so for somebody. So you're a modern-day yellow page. Heck, yeah, whatever. I love that, yeah. though. I mean, like, I love a source online that I can get things quickly. That's yes. perfect. Yeah. So where do you find your inspiration to cover certain restaurants or certain events? How does that come about? All over the place. I mean, I think we've, since the beginning, our idea has always been to curate, like not necessarily create. We've been curators. We kind of just want to gather information from all different places and then provide it to people, especially people, again, that aren't super familiar with the city or maybe they're just not hip to things. They've lived here for like a really long time and they don't follow, you know, we, we probably follow every single blog, newsletter, like news account, we're subscribed to every single news outlet in Richmond that's available, you know, and we take the time, I think, every week to read through so many articles and follow so many accounts on Instagram, and then we try to take all of that information, package it up for you, and spit it out into like, hey, here's what we feel like is the best of what you need to know. The cliff notes of Richmond. Cliff the notes. Richmond I love it. Spark notes. Yeah. Like, that's us. We're like, hey, here's the rundown briefly. So let's really dig in then. Where is your favorite place to eat? Let's get an opinion up on the table right now. So I want to hear all the things. Yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm a neighborhood spot, and my husband is too. And I think it's because we we came from a place where we really couldn't walk anywhere. So we want to be able to walk places, and we just happen to live in like the Malvern and Grove area, right? And so super walkable, super walkable. Yeah, you also have dogs which means you walk a lot yes we do i mean like one of our favorite things is to grab the dogs and either walk down to the libby area and grab a cup of coffee or hang out over there or grab something to eat um we walk to stella's and stella's grocery a lot because it's in our neighborhood not to say that it's like the place that everybody has to go all the time but that's what's close to us and that's what's local to us um we make joe's a priority yeah of course one thousand percent you know um that's kind of within a biking distance. We jump on our bikes a lot. Which Listen, great. people, if you're out there listening to this, if there's one piece of advice that I can give you, Peter. walk or bike somewhere in the city of Richmond because you will see totally different perspective than when you're in a lift or driving around. Like, go get a bike this summer. You will not regret it. It's a great idea. There's a couple of places to get good bikes, and I bet you can find those on at the Richmond Experience. <laughs> yes. So now that she's done with this, she's going to pop up where you can bike. Yes. I love this. Bike Bikeable and eat, guys. spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And make sure you get a little basket because you're going to want to get, like, a little wine or local little beer in there. Good stuff. I just learned yeah. that Libby Market actually does, like, picnic baskets of stuff. What? I, just, I was just there yesterday. So was I. How did oh, we yeah. miss each other? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, this is big. Yeah. I'm excited Very about this. Cool. So you can just, like, pick up a p- picnic basket and it's, like, what, lunch? I guess or? they have, like, somebody who does, like, a little meal thing that they do for you. Also, Garnets is another place yeah, that will do Yeah, they do, do that. That's basket. what I thought of mm-hmm. when you when you told me that. Yeah, and they have that little park right there. It's lovely. Uh, yeah, it's super lo- And benches, because I yeah. don't know about you, but I don't really like to eat in the garnets. 
I don't either. <laughs> or eat grass, <laughs> which, which happens to me when I eat in the grass. I love wheatgrass. Wheat I think go. it's great. That's so awesome. You started answering the question, but just to, just to follow up on it, the your perfect day in Richmond, uh, the places you would go if someone was coming from out of town, what would you recommend the three or four spots they'd have to hit? For sure, no matter what, we, we're going to be like walking or biking if the weather's at all decent. If they've never, ever been to Richmond, I feel like you have to like take them down by the river so they can check that out. Maybe take a drive down Monument Avenue Boulevard and, and see some of the, you know, architecture that's in Richmond. Um, obviously, you got to go get a bite to eat at a couple of different places. I mean, go to breakfast, have brunch, maybe go to brunch. Um, Barcelita's been really cool. I've been really enjoying them as well. I think there's, you know, try to, I would bounce around to a couple of neighborhoods. I mean, back when we first lived in Richmond, we did eat meat. Like, dude, I can so crush a chicken biscuit from Saison. Like, probably still today. If you were like, hey, here's a chicken biscuit from Saison Market, I'm like, all right, like, no, I'll have like it. Yeah. Yeah, flexitarian's probably a little uh, safer to say. But here's the word. Flexitarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. That's like mostly no meat and then every now and then if you want to. So conscious about what you put in your body. Yeah, yeah. Um... You know, and then I think there's some brewery. I mean, you gotta like again if it's their very first time, you gotta hit a brewery or two. I mean, the, the beer scene here is just incredible, and it continues growing. I mean, we just stopped by uh, Final Gravity yesterday. Oh love those guys, and I don't think they get enough credit really because I feel like I love their beers there. Um, and then we we slid over to table, and that was really fun too. So both those brewers they're are they're great, super solid. Yeah, Finding, Final Gravity actually has the top three IPAs in the nation. They run at the um, yeah very cool thing yeah and then table has nick coddle who has been brewing in richmond as a home brewer for like a crazy amount of time and he actually he like uses a lot of local oh he's all native yeah. yeast and what that Love means that. is the yeast from the air ferments his beer which is a really cool thing so yeast and sugar that's fermentation we all know that but he uses it natively when did you know that your so a richmond experience was going to be a hit like what was like the aha moment for you guys I think our goal initially was, like, let's get to 10,000 and see what that journey looks like. My husband is so type A, right? So the when the idea was, like, let's build an Instagram page that's centered around Richmond, he was like, well, I'm going to read every single article for the next three weeks about building an Instagram page and building a following and, like, creating content. I mean, he just is, like, he's so wicked smart. And so um, he took a lot of time to do that. And so when, when we first started, it, like, I, I can't even tell you how many hours. I mean, probably days and weeks of our lives were spent really engaging with people on social media, connecting with people, researching content. You know, at one point we were posting every single day religiously at 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. I mean, it ruled our lives, really. And, and I think that's like what you have to do if you want to really successfully build an Instagram page. And looking back, I was like, wow, we were crazy and like we'll never do this again. And I always joke, like somebody asked me the other day, like, what would you do if your Instagram account got deleted? I was like, that'd be it. Like, it'd be at the end. Like, we would send an email to whomever's email we have. Like, sayonara, guys. Like, this is the end, you know, for us. Um, because because we will never go through it again. Like, it's a wild experience, and it's so fun. But it, it like, took so much time. Sure. And that was a follow-up question I had. The ups and downs of having, like, such a huge page. Um, so that's a, that's a negative, obviously. Yeah. It's, it's a huge time suck. But when you post something and it kind of flops, like... Does that hurt you on the inside? For a long time, it really did. Like, we were so 
invested and obsessed over like every single post and every single comment and it was like almost to the point where it was kind of unhealthy and I think after maybe six months or so we were like okay this is really running our lives at this point and we need to kind of like step back and have a healthier relationship with social media and so um right after we got married like like we took a week off from social media and like it was such a refresher that had been the first time that we had really like gone more than one day without posting at this point again we were posting religiously twice a day and so um i think after after that point in time we're like all right let's step back like we can still be a good resource to people but we don't need to drain ourselves completely every single day um and so we're still obviously super active i mean i think like you know on sundays your weekly report if you have iphone pops up and it's like here's how much time you spent on average i mean it's sickening i don't even want to tell you how much time it is but it's still a lot but it's definitely not as much so let's talk about that unhealthy relationship with social media what does that feel like what does that look like that looks like missing time um you know, that looks like not being present. That looks like having a conversation with a friend or a coworker or your husband and like literally five minutes in the conversation being like, I have no idea what we're even talking about. Cause you just were like so distracted, either looking at your phone or thinking about, Hey, we, you know, I just got three DMS, you know, somebody's wondering about X, Y, and Z, you know, I, I really need to probably get back to them soon. It's just not being like present and in, in, in the moment and just like touching your phone and being on your phone too much. So I think, I think, find balance like it's like social media is great it's a super powerful tool i think it's good to connect with family and friends it's good to get information you know that's how we get news and and we get all of these things but like you need to find the, a balance and for some people it's more and for some people it's less i mean we run a business on social media so i think you know we spend more time maybe than than other people and I, i'm okay with that but you know you have to just set boundaries that work for you and, and how long was that period of your life where it was like obsessive crazy wild I would say probably the first six or seven months. So we started, you know, this this idea came about in December. We really kind of geared up in January. And I would say, you know, those first six or seven, we got married July 20th. 22nd well sorry honey i don't know I'm, I'm she does with like my, you i just told I you love she you. does I like you i swear i don't know why i have such a block when it comes <laughs> to our anniversary but i think for those first seven seven months you know really it was we were just it was crazy well i have questions for you which means scott has to leave um because you know we play this game what does oh, scott so know um you're listening to eat it virginia with roby and scott and this is samantha with the richmond experience so samantha hey hey sam here we go. So I mispronounce your last name on a regular basis. Oh, gosh. So <laughs> it is actually Knipe. Knipe. Correct? Yep. All right. So being that this is a food thing, I would like to know what the definition of a canapé is because that's what I oh thought your last God. name was oh my for gosh. forever. I want to say that it's like some sort of pastry, but I really have no idea. Well, you winner is, is you. It? It's yes. a bread, typically a bread or a savory something similar, but you know, you get a tiny little piece. Sometimes you get it with drinks. Or something similar like that. So, oh. yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Oh, look I at mean, you can always sign me up for a good pastry. I guess. Uh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, there's that. And then, okay, being that you are a flexitarian, I just learned this, but, more, <laughs> but probably swing more over to vegetarian, pescatarian ways. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me the difference between tempeh, seitan, and tofu? Oh, my God. There's not a chance because I don't like any of them. Oh! Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? crazy. <laughs> Sorry. I really don't. Like, I, I don't think, first of all, uh, maybe it's not fair for me to say this. I don't think I've ever put tempeh in my, my mouth. I, I swear. I really probably haven't. And tofu, I've had a couple of times. And, like, I just don't 
love it. Like I'd rather have a piece of fish or a kale salad or like carbs, you know, but yeah, like tofu and tempeh is just not my thing. I don't even know that third thing that you said. I'd have to, I'm going to Google it. Well, it's, it's cool. <laughs> that's great. I will tell you, if you do want to try some, maybe some gateway tofu, because out of the three, that's my favorite. Okay. Hit up Peter Chang's and have some Mapo tofu, which okay. is a little softer tofu. And that way you get a little spice in there, some tons of vegetables, all that stuff. So essentially you're talking about the difference between wheat gluten, soybeans, and then bean curds. That's pretty much the difference of all those things. Gotcha. And you know, everybody wants to say, hey, let me go get some seitan, which is actually just wheat gluten. And you're like, okay, save, yeah. No, no, you don't. You don't (laughs) want that. You're listening to Eat It Virginia with Roby and Scott, and we just chatted with Samantha from the Richmond Experience. If you guys want to check her out, you can follow her over at the Richmond Experience, and you guys have something cool coming up. Like, you're getting ready to do something different with this RVAX, Oh, my right? gosh. Yes, I am so excited for that. So we are getting ready to uh, make – we've made some changes to our membership. We do a membership program. So if you follow us on Instagram and you really enjoy the content that you see there, uh, we took it a step further. And so now we curate a weekly guide for our followers that goes out to our, our members only. Um, and that really gives a huge rundown of things that are happening for the week. Um, we do weekly events on our Instagram page, but on the guide, we started doing monthly so that you can kind of plan ahead and figure out what's going on for the month and you don't miss anything. Uh, we do seasonal meetups, so if you're looking to meet somebody, um, make new friends, or if you've lived here for a long time and you just don't even like your current friends, maybe, and you want to meet new people. You just people. want new you people know, in you your life to, just to, to go mix it up. To this. Yep. You can get um, Scott, maybe you should go to this. <laughs> Sounds Scott, interesting. You, yeah. need invite. Oh, you can meet some man. new we'll people. Do you, you need new friends? Inbox me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, and then we partner with local businesses and we do some member perks, so we have a, a member perk running with Major League Bocce right now, which is like a social bocce league. Um, we do some really cool things. I uh, For the month of April, actually, if you sign up to become a member, we're doing a free pizza from Papatella. So it's $39 to sign up for the entire year. 39 bucks. I can get new friends. 39 bucks. Awesome. You can get a weekly guide. I love this. Member perks. New friends. And pizza. And new a friends free and pizza. pizza. A free whole pizza. Pizza which makes is it like, worth it by itself, I really. Right. I Who mean, needs friends? Yeah, so we're, we're excited for it. It's, it should be really fun. Very cool. So where can they find this? At therichmondexperience.com? Therichmondexperience.com. Very cool. All yeah. right. I do want to ask you about the... Uh, I knew it was coming. <laughs> what? what is this? Oh, always, gosh. Always he has this look. I'm, no, no, I'm no, nervous. Because no, no. Roby brought it up earlier, and we talked about it. The, uh, the Instagram boyfriend slash fiance slash husband Oh, phenomenon. gosh, yes. He said Sean was, a, was a, a, a good player in that regard, but... From my perspective, I'm not talking about your account specifically, but a <laughs> lot of people that I follow, it's like the, the, the woman in their relationship is very excited, very happy to be somewhere, and then she, they, they pan over to their significant other, and he's always like, hi. And he's always like, get please get off me, me off of me. So <laughs> can you talk a little bit about that relationship and how that works um, on social media? Yes, for sure. So I think with Sean, uh, we more so just kind of, I mess around with him, and I'm like, hey, I'm putting you on the gram. He's like, all right, let's do it. I think Instagram husbands... Shout out to them because they work really hard. You know, you have, like, fashion bloggers specifically or, like, mom bloggers and things like that. They're like, okay, I'm going to go with the kids or I've got this cute outfit on. Like, take some pictures of me. I think you guys probably have known by now, like, we don't – I don't really take – we don't take many pictures of ourselves and, like, post them. So it's less about, like, being a photographer and 
photographer and more about just like, hey, um, can you make sure our, our business taxes are paid this month? Like, I need help with that. You know, he does like a lot of behind the scenes stuff. But in terms of being featured, most of the days he's a really good sport about it and he's really smiling. Every now and then he's like, I haven't had enough coffee. I haven't had my chocolate croissant yet. Please don't put me on there. We love I'm you, like, Sean. Right. We, we feel you, bro. We, we really love you, Sean. We so can do. Can you check out my business taxes, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> I can really use some help. You're listening to Eat It Virginia with Roby and Scott. You can follow us over at Eat It Virginia, or you can follow Sam at The Richmond Experience. Want more food in your ear? Subscribe to the podcast or find us on Twitter at Eat It Virginia, Instagram at Eat It Virginia, or Facebook at Eat It Virginia. And now, back to the show. So, I asked Samantha from the Richmond Experience a couple of questions while you weren't in the room. Are you ready to see if you know what she knows? I I have a pretty poor um, average so far when it comes to these Hey Scots, so I'm hoping to raise the average a little bit Uh, Well, you you have a long way to go. Let's do it. All right. So, Samantha's last name is Knipe, but I have always pronounced it Canape. Okay. I asked her what a canape is. It's a little bite-sized something. Bingo. But, I, but I don't know what it is. Perfect. We'll take Just it. Just a bite-sized something a bi- that works? A pastry, a piece of bread, something usually served with drinks, booth. This Appetizers. Is where he comes in. Yep. Passed around. Canapé. There you go. Look at you. I'm so smart. You're, you're, so you're smart. getting better. You're getting better. All right. Being that she's a flexitarian, as she called herself, or a pescatarian primarily, I asked her what the difference between tofu, tempeh, and seitan are. Tofu, temp, the difference. That was a deep breath. Is there more than one, there's more than one difference? There is, all of them are different. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> I mean. But there's one thread that kind of goes through them all. all right, one is soybean. Yep. And mm-hmm. that would be. That would be what? Tofu? Uh, uh, bean, yes. Yes. Oh, okay. It's soy curd is what tofu is. Okay. But tempeh is soybean. Okay. And I don't know, but I don't know about satan. It's chicken is. Not chicken. Chicken satay. It's like a meat. It's, it feels more like a meat substitute, whereas the other stuff is. I don't know. Help me out. Satan is wheat gluten. Okay, I'm done. Do you, do you I'm back below the 200 batting average. You want to know what she said? Oh, she got it wrong too? She said, I don't care. I don't like any of them. Beautiful. Love <laughs> it. Love you, Sam. Earlier in the podcast, we implored everyone to follow us on social media. That is the best place to reach us if you have a question about food or restaurants in the Richmond or Virginia area. So do you just want to tell them one more time where they can find us? At Eat It Virginia on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. You can email eatitvirginia at gmail.com. You, you can, can go, go to Roby's house. She lives. Uh, <laughs> no. No, no, you cannot come to my house. Sorry. But but you so can rude. email me. You are listeners we're talking about here. You can email us. I mean, that's like almost like coming to our house. Just shoot us an email. Ask me a question. We'll take all the questions. Someone did ask us a question. We have lots of questions, actually. We've, uh, we, get, we get a lot of them, which we really appreciate, guys. i got to tell you, it's very important to know that we know that you are listening to us. Was there a theme with this week's question? Was uh, anything that come up more than once? Well, uh, people are really curious about Bateau. It's supposed to um, open in December, and it hasn't. Bateau was uh, down on the canal. I believe Richard Vincent right. did a feature on them maybe late last year. It's going to be in the Vista on the James Building, right. or is intended to be in the Vista. Uh, and the ba- and Bateau is a boat that yeah. traveled along the James that uh, maybe it's transported French for, tobacco. It's French for boat, right? Yeah, look at you. Bateau. Yep. Sounds like High it should be at least. Uh, I like it. So I think 
And I know that they're partnered with Blanchard's, so another spot where you can get Blanchard's. And they're going to be wine and coffee. It's going to wine and coffee experience. And I don't know why they haven't opened yet. I reached out to one of the individuals that is doing some marketing for them and haven't got an answer. If you would like to reach out to us, Beto, we'll put it on our social media account, we do which is Eat It Virginia. Yes, across and many different social mm-hmm. media. We do know that sometimes folks that are opening restaurants, they run into some red tape here and there. So yeah. perhaps it's just as simple as that. Yeah, we're, I'm, I'm betting it is red tape, so that would be nice to know about. Is there something else that's bothering you about the restaurants in Richmond these days? Uh-oh, you're setting me up. Knock it out of the park. All right, here we go. So I don't know if you read restaurant reviews in, here in Richmond. I'm friends with you for a reason. Yep, so don't you don't to have to. to. You're right. So I have a huge issue with restaurants that say that they serve till 10, and then when you show up at 945, they suggest that the restaurant kitchen is closed. Isn't that bad form for a customer? I find it to be terrible form. You're for saying for the restaurant, but I'm saying for the customer to show up at 945 for a place that serves till 10? I mean, you know what? Sometimes you just can't, you, you just can't help it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know if you should make it a habit, but let's just say your meeting got out late and you're starving. And I, there, it is what it is. I would rather you say that you your kitchen closes at 930, and if I get there at 945, you say I can probably make some sort of something for you, right? It is such a pervasive thought that, that it is okay that in this month's, Richmond Magazine review, which is on the shaved duck, the reviewer actually says that she got there a little late and was welcomed to order something. Wow. So here is my thing, and I'm going to say it. Be a hero. Say you close at 930 and serve somebody at 937. Do not say you close at 10 and ser- and w- not serve somebody at 930. Did you have an experience recently that's you know taking you off? I have had an experience, and I dislike it tremendously when my experience then ends up on Facebook. Yes. So here. This whoa, is whoa, my whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. Someone called you out on Facebook? They didn't call me out, per se, but they did call somebody out who was with me, uh. who came into a restaurant here locally. And said, I'd like to eat. And the owner of said restaurant, because I know him, was like, no, you cannot. Our kitchen is closed. Where it plainly states that the kitchen is open until 10 at 930, he was like, I'm sorry, you cannot eat here. No, I'm not. That's not cool. It is not cool. We just won't eat there ever then. You can't serve us at 930 when you're supposed to serve till 10, then you're just not going to serve us at all. Yep, there I said it. Let me just tell you, if I said that to someone who came into my mother's restaurant, I actually wouldn't be alive. That'd be the end. Done. As is this podcast, thanks for listening to Eat of Virginia. Please take the time to rate and review us and subscribe to our podcast. Also, reach out on social media at Eat of Virginia, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This episode of Eat It Virginia was brought to you by your locally owned and operated McDonald's restaurants. National First Responders Day is October 28th. Show your first responder ID for a free sandwich. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.